Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from goldenblack.com, live in his car, once again, driving back from Welsh Ryan Arena to my hotel in Skokie. This is your goldenblack.com drive home podcast following Purdue's 92 to 88 overtime loss to open Big Ten play at Northwestern. <clears throat> it's brought to you by our friends at the East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, and the Whitaker Inn, which is 300 miles from here and will not be on the itinerary tonight as I drive back to my dwelling. Um, so yeah, Purdue loses 92 to 88, uh, same as it ever was. You know, it seems like, you know, the last couple of years, Purdue, you know, just roars through non-conference play. In this case, part of non-conference play, but obviously got some big wins, got up to number one in the country. And then they hit Big Ten play somewhere around this December, January uh, part of the calendar. And, you know, things change with Big Ten play, and little stuff kind of matters more, and uh, Purdue kind of gets punched in the face. And uh, that is precisely what happened at Northwestern, uh, a Northwestern team that Purdue was obviously better than that Purdue was able to score 88 points on, uh, 76 of them, I think, in regulation. That should have been enough to win this game, obviously. Uh, But Purdue turns it over 17 times. Northwestern gets 20 points off of those turnovers. And uh, Purdue allows 92 points. Uh, You know, I I can't remember how many they had in regulation, but Purdue could not stop Boo Booey, uh, who is never going to leave Northwestern, uh, apparently. Uh, He's been playing five years now. Um, You know my opinion on the COVID year, if you pay attention to our website. Uh, Not a big fan of 24-year-olds playing college basketball. But anyway, um, I know Purdue benefits from it. They've got Lance Jones. They had David Jenkins. You know, they have their redshirt kids that they've kept in the program, you know, over the long period of time. But, you know, Boo Booey is their their team, basically. And um, anyway, I'm off on a stupid, pointless rant. Uh, Anyway, uh, so Purdue turnovers and defense. Uh, You know, the things that win in Big Ten play – that Purdue wasn't very good at uh, coming into this uh, or in Welsh Ryan Arena tonight. You know, you saw the turnover thing kind of coming in Maui or in Honolulu. Uh, They were lucky it didn't cost them one of those games. I shouldn't say lucky. They were – it easily could have cost them one of those games in Honolulu. Um, From a defensive perspective, I think you saw some real vulnerabilities in Honolulu too. I thought Purdue was okay to start the year defensively. Uh, but they're they haven't been great here lately, and they were they were flat out bad at Northwestern, and uh, that's a problem. Um, you know, Purdue should be better with experience. Uh, Purdue should be better with some of the personnel changes that have been made, and uh, Purdue is still uh, kind of struggling a little bit here, Try, kind of trying to find its way here. And if you can't hold Boo Booey under thirty one points. Uh, you know, you obviously have Purdue didn't need to stop Boo Booey. They didn't need to hold him to like five points. They just needed him to not get 31 nine assists on no on no turnovers, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, because of it, you end up wasting a, a game in which Zach Eady gets 35 and 15 and whatever else. And you know, some guys do some pretty positive things from an offensive perspective, but the turnovers and the defense are two bedrocks of what you need to do to win Big Ten games. And, uh, you know, once again, it was that trip to Rutgers a couple years ago 
it was Rutgers coming to Mackey Arena, I think, last year, two years ago, whatever it was. It always seemed to be Rutgers. This year it was Northwestern that, you know, kind of gave Purdue this hard lesson. But Purdue shouldn't need this hard lesson anymore. They're, they should be better than this uh, at this stage of their collective development and their experience together. Uh, you know, it, it just – something was missing there tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I got a sense from Purdue there was kind of a quiet confidence about – all this is going to be fine, but still, it, it it's a Big Ten loss when your most clear and pleasant, clear and pleasant, clear and present um, objective here is to win the Big Ten. It, it's what comes first on your list of goals to accomplish, and uh, one game does not change anything, really. Uh, it's going to be a long season. The Big Ten is not terribly good uh, outside of Purdue, uh, which... I don't really view any differently now than I did before this game. Uh, you lose road games in the Big Ten. That's just how it works. I was just a little bit surprised that Purdue didn't have maybe a little bit more from a poise and uh, maturity perspective in terms of basketball stuff in these situations where um, you know the shots weren't falling, the threes weren't falling, but you still could have won with defense and you know grit and taking care of the basketball. And Purdue could not do that. And you know, I, I, that was surprising, uh, not in a good way uh, for Purdue. But uh, one loss does not pr- put Purdue in any less of a position as the favorite in the Big Ten. Um, it's not ideal to be a game in the hole right off the bat. Um, but uh, I think Purdue still has some threshold to get better here. I think you saw some of its room for improvement kind of rubbed raw in this game. I think... Uh, you know, it, it's it's not been a great foul shooting team. I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a bad foul shooting team, just based on the individuals and based on their ability. But they haven't shown they were really good one yet either, and that's not great for a team that's built to get to the line. I think the guard play in key situations, you know, wasn't what it needed to be tonight. Uh, that said, that this does not change what happened in Honolulu. You know, Purdue closed out three close games against three really good teams. This just was not was not the night. That's the that's the day to day fluctuations that comes with basketball played by very young people. So uh, I, I, as I said before, I don't view Purdue terribly different than I did earlier today. Uh, the the drying out from three point range was bound to happen eventually, and uh, Purdue got it today or tonight, and uh, it just couldn't do enough meaty things uh, in terms of Big Ten play to to win this game. It has to absolutely positively get better in that regard. Um, from a defensive perspective, taking care of the basketball, this was all stuff that has been harped on left and right um, all along here, especially since Maui or Honolulu, and uh, it didn't compute tonight, and Purdue took an L because of it, and uh, that's... Uh, uh, not the end of the world, but it's obviously not ideal either. So uh, that's kind of what I got. This was a this was kind of a directionless, rambling um, podcast while I find my way back from Evanston to Skokie, uh, and I I am now here in Skokie, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, so once again, from Purdue's 92 to 80, 88 overtime loss to Northwestern in Evanston. Uh, This is Brian Newber from goldenblack.com. Thank you to the East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, 
TNW Design and Build, uh, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn for all your support as always. I will talk to you guys again on Monday night after Purdue plays Iowa in Mac Arena. Got to have that one. So thanks, everybody. Bye.